something is to have that thing in that it belongs to and with you. It implies some form of responsibility towards that thing. This is in fact the positive form of ownership. It is an inclusion-based concept. For example, in a state of love, you own all things as part of yourself. To love something is to take it as a part of yourself. This means it automatically belongs with and to you, and so you have it and have some measure of responsibility towards its well-being. Where the concept of ownership becomes negative is that people often take it to mean that you have complete power over that thing that you have. There's a refusal to acknowledge things like the autonomy, agency, desires, or well-being of that thing, especially when they differ from your own. I'm going to come right out the gate and hit you with a universal truth. The universal truth is this. Because you're part of the same energy, everything in this universe is, and you are a fractal of the greater universe at large, all things in existence are a part of you. That means you, in fact, own everything in existence. You have everything within you, and everything in this universe is a part of you, and you are a part of everything else, whether you recognize it or not. At the same time, something else is true. In this physical time-space reality, where all things have autonomy, all things in existence have a separated and differentiated free will, even inanimate objects, you can in fact own nothing. This means it is impossible to own anything you encounter. No place, no person, and no thing. Currently, people are very limited in terms of their conscious awareness. <laughs> For example, right now it's very difficult for people to understand that an inanimate object, in fact, has its own autonomy, has its own purpose for being, and thus has its own differentiated free will, its own desires, its own destiny. <laughs> That's pretty difficult for people to swallow, even though it's true. Therefore, the first thing I need you to swallow is that everything in existence, including inanimate objects, have a consciousness. Their consciousness is simply experienced as much different than the consciousness that you as a human experience. You could look at inanimate objects as being like a very different species within collective consciousness. The same goes for places. Therefore, to be in a place of awareness and alignment, you must apply the same understanding that you have about the idea of owning people to the idea of owning places or owning things. Back when people were even more out of alignment relative to this concept of ownership, it was perfectly normal and even expected that people owned other people. That's what slavery was all about, right? Now the laws that governed at that time space reality at that point in time backed up the idea that it was right and good to own someone. In today's day and age, we look at that with this kind of attitude of, you gotta be kidding me. We treated slaves as if they had no independent will, no autonomy, no agency, and as if they did not have best interests that were separate from your own. Parenthood in human society today is actually not much different. It's just a temporary form of owning another person. And guess what? The laws of your time-space reality back up that concept. A child is at the mercy of the awareness and attunement of their parent, whom they are thought to belong to. In the future, you will see this shift in awareness relative to ownership extend far beyond where it is today. It's going to include things like changes in the way we see parenthood, also changes in the way we see pet ownership. Honestly, most pet ownership in the world today is, in fact, slavery. Specifically, it is interspecies slavery. An animal is at the mercy of the attunement of their owner, and if you have any doubts about this, just watch a betta fish that is isolated in a clear fishbowl. 
or watch a dog that spends its life trapped in a backyard kennel. Many of you who are becoming more and more conscious are already, without this video, finding yourself in this kind of existential crisis conundrum about the concept of pet ownership and how in alignment that is in general. That is not to say that interspecies relationships don't exist. They do. If you want to understand the positive form of ownership, watch my video titled Own People and apply what I say in that video to all people, places, and things. But for the sake of expanding your consciousness, expanding your awareness, and helping you to grasp this concept, what I want you to consider today is that it is impossible to own anything. No place, no person, and no thing. All you can do is to enjoy it for a time, to have a relationship with it for a time. All things are things you will leave behind in death. All you can do is be a steward for specific people, places, and things in your lifetime. And doing so will be a part of your life path. In other words, all things belong to the universe at large, but part of your own destiny and best interest in your lifetime will be to look after, to manage, to be responsible for, to serve, and to protect other specific people, places, and things. You may serve as a sole steward for something, or you may share that responsibility of stewardship with other people. For example, right now, all of us are stewards of the earth we call home. To be completely honest with you, we're doing a terrible job at that at the moment. There is a beautiful kind of care and respect that originates from this perspective, or from adopting this perspective that you cannot really own anything, and that all you can be is a steward for all things in existence. Not so long ago, I stayed in a house that belonged to a world traveler. That house was absolutely full, with relics both old and new collected from around the world. At face value, this was incredibly impressive. Nobody would walk inside this house and think anything less. But the energetic reality of what was in that house was completely different. From the perspective of the objects inside of that house, they had been kidnapped, they were imprisoned and sitting on shelves and in boxes. They had been denied their actual purpose. Under the surface impressiveness of this place was this undercurrent of wrongness relative to what had been done with these things. Now, whether the people who entered that house or the owner of the house themselves was aware of it or not, this created a very damaging energetic blueprint a very damaging effect on the emotional body, and even a very damaging effect on health. Not only that, it has a very damaging effect on life experiences. Never forget that we live in a time-space reality that is based on the law of mirroring, which is also called the law of attraction. We also live in the universe based on the law of cause and effect. So I don't want you to think that if you are a poor steward for certain objects, if you do things with them that go against their best interest, that it's going to go well for you. You cannot partake in the negative expression of ownership without getting the same experience back. This world traveler was not conscious enough to see this mirroring of what he had been doing for years inherent in the displacement and pain that was forced on him when his own children decided to take him away from his home, pick it apart to sell each part, and put him in a nursing home against his will, because it was in their best interests alone to do so with him with the things he was so attached to. 
For this reason, it is critical whenever you go to buy something or go to take something from anywhere that you take care to really, really, really feel into and find out whether that thing wants to come with you, not just wants to, whether it would actually be in the best interest of that thing to come with you. Most people in the world today are not functioning at this level yet. When they go to buy something or take something, they simply think about themselves. They buy it or they take it because they want it. There's really no concern about the feeling of the thing or place or person that's on the other side. For the average person today, they take a crystal from the earth with no concern about whether it is in the best interest of that crystal to be pulled from the earth. When they buy an object, they do so because they want it and they like it. They have no attunement whether that object wants to be with them or whether it's in the best interest of that object to be with them. The average person keeps objects even though it would be in the object's best interest to be with someone else. In fact, on a more personal note, this is the reason that I don't own any indoor plants. It's not that I don't love them. In fact, if I had my way, my entire house would be full, and I mean really full, with indoor plants. Problem is, the lifestyle that I have chosen and the choices that I'm making currently make it so that it would not be in the best interest of any indoor plant that I have yet met to be with me in my house. There are serious consequences to succumbing to the negative form of ownership, as so many of the people who have broken into the ancient tombs in Egypt have found out the hard way. One such place that illustrates this point beautifully is Hawaii. Hawaii is unique in that it is so very rare that anything, I mean shells, stones, sand, plants, anything, wants to be taken off of those islands. It is so out of alignment to take most things from those islands specifically that people experience negative circumstances befalling them almost immediately when they take possession of something from there that does not want to be in their possession or away from the islands. This has gone so far on occasion that I have actually instructed people to either fly those objects back to where they found them or to send them by mail so that somebody can do exactly that. Any person, any place, or anything has a unique mission, a unique purpose, and a unique and important reason for being. That means all things must be allowed to fulfill this passion, this purpose, this mission, and this reason for being. Many Native American tribes understood this. They also understood you could not own the earth that you were walking on. That was a crazy concept. <laughs> but because of this, there are actually many Native American tribes who use what's called a potlatch ceremony. It's essentially a ritual giveaway ceremony that's practiced to offer without attachment or regret. In this ritual, things were not given because they were no longer needed or wanted. Instead, it was common for a person to give away his or her most prized possession if he or she knew that that item would fulfill its purpose better elsewhere. All things in existence were understood to play a role in creation and thus have a particular mission. To many Native Americans, to have something sitting in a box or in the attic or closet was to deny a thing of its mission and purpose, and also to deny other people whose well-being would better be served by it. So the things someone else would value, or the cherished thing whose mission of service would be better completed with someone else, was given to that person. To do otherwise was to dishonor the medicine of not only the item and tool itself, but also the maker of the item, if the item did in fact have one. Obviously, this extended far beyond physical objects. This extended to plants, this extended to medicines, like we think of them traditionally, this extended to animals, everything that one could be in possession of. 
we always think about time going on as progress, and there is some form of progress, but I don't know if you've noticed, oftentimes when we create one form of progress, we lose something valuable that we knew in the past. It just so happens that this concept of ownership is something that we had a better grasp on back when people were living in tribes. So, to sum up today's teaching, you cannot own anything. No place, no person, and no thing. All you can do is share time and space with that thing for a given amount of time. All you can do is be a steward to people, to places, and to things over the course of your lifetime. All things in existence have agency, autonomy, independent will, desires, needs, and best interests that may be different from your own. You are merely in a relationship with all things. What does this mean? This means that the quality of your life experience depends upon you mastering your relationship with all things. If you want a truly in alignment and rich life experience, take it upon yourself to caretake and do your best relative to each of these relationships that you have with a person, with a place, or with a thing. But I will warn you, the minute you start to approach all things in existence from this perspective, the perspective of not being able to own it, but being a steward to everything in existence, doing your very best with your relationship with all people, places, and things, you will be absolutely shocked as to how many things and people and places begin to flock to you, eager to be with you and in your possession. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.